Hello and good evening, everyone. It is your good friend, Mr. Eric Norton. I'm here tonight with my guest host, Mr. Jack DeMaio, a.k.a. Mr. Bolo, and we're excited to be here with Brian Myers from Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about him in just a minute, all that that is, uh, but we got to say thank you to Dynasty Breaks for being a part of the team tonight and sponsoring the show. Go check them out at, I'm sorry, I said Dynasty, I meant Midwest. Go check out Midwest Breaks. Uh, dot com and use code mbb10 for 10 percent off your first break then of course the industry summit card show happening in vegas september 10th and 11th check them out at the industry summit.com get registered for a table there i am hosting that show uh so if you have any questions just send me an email eric in at beckett.com and we will take care of you jack what's up man how are you man i'm excited excited just got done uh over the weekend a little slam anniversary action and now we've got our awesome guest brian myers here tonight brian myers uh, if, if you guys uh, have been living under a rock, you might not be familiar with, with Brian Myers' uh, his, his wonderful podcast, the Major Wrestling uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Major oh, Wrestling Figure Podcast. There you go, uh, which is the real reason he's here tonight, because he knows collectibles, and our guy Ross over at Impact wanted to talk about this new uh, Impact Wrestling set. Series 1 sold out. Series two is on the way, and we got a little something special coming. Uh, series three and some mini uh, mini figures, right? Uh, the so micro brawlers, which are micro super brawlers. hot. Yeah, yeah, just a wildly collectible thing that's going on right now. So, so yeah, so we got to talk about all that. But before we do that, we always talk hobby history first off the jump. So, uh, Brian, I know that you have a podcast where you talk about all this kind of stuff, but tell us a little bit about your hobby history. How did you get started collecting? Um, so. I, you know, I found wrestling when I was like five years old and my brother was the one who introduced me to it, my older brother. And then right around that same time is when those, that first set of these, you know, you can see them behind me, these Hasbros came out, you know, that's like my wheelhouse, <laughs> sentimental childhood, you know, wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the gateway to like my wrestling, like fandom, you know, I was like, you know, just crazy about these figures and collecting them and new guys coming out and you know it, it's exciting to collect nowadays but it was just a totally different world back then with no internet and stuff and you just you know you show up toys rushing you're like oh my god earthquake he's out you know like you just don't you know just don't know you know your whole world is rocked things like that so uh that was it and i just loved it and that kind of um spilled into like just everything i mean if something had an action figure i was more inclined to you know like it and that's just how I went throughout my whole life. I mean, wrestling's what stuck, you know, pretty much wrestling and sports and uh, things like that. But any kind of like, you know, movie or television show that had an action figure, I was more inclined to like it. And uh, with sports, it kind of spilled over into trading cards and stuff like that for me. So, which I still uh, currently collect. Do you still, you still dabble on trading cards? Yeah, I got real. Uh, it's funny. Like, I played baseball growing up. Me and my friends were big into collecting cards. We were big, like, traders. Like, we'd sit and have our binders and, collected certain players a diehard mike piazza guy and i, I collect mike piazza and i still i still have everything and then uh, i kind it kind of sizzled out for me like in the early 2000s and then early in the pandemic my buddy uh came over my best friend and he explained to me what a break was and i was like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> and then we got caught up with like my buddy from high school who runs breaks and i was I was so bored to be honest with you like the first month or two of the pandemic like this was like the only thing i had to look forward to i was like whoa this rules this is like trading card sports gambling this is fun as hell (laughs) so uh that like just sent me down a whole nother crazy road like i mean i have a whole psa you know collection now that i didn't have you know a year ago and just uh i've been trying to collect certified mets autographs i'm already up to like 165 different players yeah so just fun fun 
Jack, how awesome is that? That it's another story of people sitting at home and uh, during the pandemic and found breaking. Yeah, it, that's been something consistent that we've heard over the last year. Uh, I think that you hit the nail on the head with like the the combination of gambling and the collectability and everything. I think it it's exciting and fun, and whether you win or lose, and what side of the game you kind of come up on that day. Um, it, it's definitely draws people's attention. And I think it's gotten a lot more people back into the hobby. Oh, for sure. I mean, the hobby's exploded, as you guys know. Um, but like my my friend literally came over to my house and our kids were playing or whatever. And I was he had just seen a kid that we went to high school with. I said, oh, what's he up to? He's like, oh, he opens cards on the internet for money. I was like, that's not real. What are you talking about? Like, there's no way someone does that and makes money. And then, then that's how the whole rabbit hole opened up. And I was like, this is nuts. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So let's talk about then the the Impact Wrestling uh, Series 1 that sold out almost immediately, I think. Uh, when you guys were approached about uh, doing these cards, what were your initial thoughts? Well, you got that a little backward there, backwards there. We approached uh, Impact about doing these cards. I so got you. Matt That's and awesome. I, uh, we've had a blast at Impact Wrestling. It's just so fun. It really feels like everyone, anyone who knows me knows I'm a diehard ECW fanboy. And I feel like that spirit is there at impact right now you know it's like the land of the misfit toys and people you know getting opportunities that maybe wouldn't have other places and stuff people like me you know I mean, i'm having the most fun in my career i'm getting the most opportunity to talk which i've always wanted to do things like that storyline driven stuff you know it's just so fun uh and on the flip side of that you know matt and i've created a relationship with you know people in the office and uh pick their brain about merch and stuff because obviously matt and i are so into it and so obsessed with it and so uh so knowledgeable about it and we were like guys trading cards are just unreal right now like we gotta you gotta do something we didn't think impact was big enough at the moment to maybe sign with a major card company you know but in doing so we were able to much faster make them on their own you know instead of sign with a company wait for them to come out you know it's a big long process that we completely skipped by doing it in-house making them um i mean limit sets limited to 300 Three autos, 100 each in there. I mean, it's a lot of fun stuff to keep you interested and collecting and very limited. The limitedness is what's going to make it, you know, extra hot. I mean, the cards are already, I I mean, I think they sold out with under half an hour when they went on sale and they're already, you know, on the secondary market jumping in price and stuff. So it's pretty cool. It's really cool to be a part of and to help them realize like, hey, like we got to get these done because cards are just so on fire right now. It's, uh, they sold out very quickly. Uh, Jack, you were, you were talking about you were watching uh, you know Slammiversary last week and you saw the you saw the promo for him. What, what did you think when you saw the, the promo? Oh, I was definitely hype about it. I and mean, my first thought went to my my question for Brian, which is uh, whose rookie card from these these early impact sets do you think is going to make an impact down the road? Uh, I, I the one that sticks out to me would be Deanna Perazzo. I mean, I think mm-hmm. she's been just incredible. It works top notch and uh i think she's only getting started so that's her first real card mm. and it's you know there's the base card and the auto so i mean there's a lot of, a lot of meat on the bone there to for a collector yeah. to get involved and i think the auto's already doing pretty well in the secondary market so uh, yeah i'm looking at that right now your auto you know is, is listed for the, the in the 50 dollar range which is awesome and then moose is in the 50 dollar range and then she is like 65 70 bucks awesome. oh, she, so she's killing you right now which is yeah. which is cool and, but cool. that's not a surprise if you follow if you follow women's wrestling there's there's a little collector's market there for 
women's wrestling specifically. So having her featured here on an autograph and a rookie card was smart by you guys. And the rest of the checklist, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a mixture of a of a who's who of Impact Wrestling with with names like Christian Cage and, and, and Carl Anderson and yourself. And then there's some some newer guys who are, who are maybe one or two of the other newer faces that uh, might make a move here. Um, I mean, I, I was pumped to have a Brian Myers card for once and not a Kurt yeah. Hawkins card. That was a big deal for me. I mean, uh, I'm a big old school impact fan and he's become my friend over the years, but Eric young, uh, mm. has always been one of my favorites, you know, in the past and then, and currently modern day, I think he's incredible. So, uh, it's cool to see him in there. And like you said, impact has access to basically these legacy contracts and there's going to be some fun, you know, names that you wouldn't expect popping up in these things over over time like you said christian cage things like that that keep uh collectors on their toes so that's gonna be a lot of fun so uh when can we expect series two then series two is coming in august uh we're anticipating series three of the micro brawlers coming in september and also right now the super limited uh zombie sailor enamel pins are still available and almost gone so i would hop on that if you uh if you're itchy about that and obviously everyone knows enamel pins in the past couple of years became a thing when people collect super fun same as you know cards and whatnot you know very very collectible and uh fun you know to to be a part of there's kind of no rules because they kind of just people just make them and there's just so many crazy cool ones out there so i wanted impact to kind of dip their toe in, into that market as well so that's been a lot of fun too jack what do you know about those man i know that you you follow a lot of different markets but you were shaking your head as he as he was saying that yeah, it's been funny watching like the evolution of the micro brawlers when they kind of like first came out and cute little promotional item. And then it, it's really become a major collectible market. And it's been especially cool. I'm, I'm an indie wrestling fan. So to get to see so many of the like up and coming indie wrestlers kind of get spotlighted totally. um, through those that series, I think has been really cool. Um, and it, that's where one question I wanted to ask you, Brian, you mentioned ECW and your in your fandom for ECW and as well as some of like the these like early era uh impact wrestling stars um on your channel uh you tend to do a lot of content you focus a lot on um those kind of uh eras and companies um and I think it's it's been kind of my favorite part of of the content that you've been able to put out uh, was that like an intentional thing that you said I think this will be successful or was it something where it's just like you love and you wanted to talk about ECW figures or, or, or those early impact action figures. I think what, what has made the major rest of your podcast so successful is just, it's, it's legit authentic. I mean, mm. it's purely authentic. I mean, Matt was pushing me to do this podcast and I was like, I didn't really get it. I was just like, why, who cares? And then at one point I'm just thinking, well, we're literally in the car talking about this anyway. Because it's truly what we love and do, and been doing since we're eighteen, and we like you know since we met, we know that it was the thing that like bonded us as a team and became friends. It was this common interest, so that that's all legit, you know. I mean, I, I love ECW. I collect ECW, basically almost pretty much anything at this point. If if it's an original ECW something, I'm probably gonna want to buy it off you, or, <laughs> or at least I'll be interested to hearing it as to what it is. And uh, you know, the same thing. Matt and I were pretty young when impact started in 2002 you know so we were fans of it and we collected the original action figures and stuff like that so it's, it's all authentic and i think that's what has really um has made has drawn people to it you know they i think you they would just assume that, wow these two big tough wrestlers and then we're just like completely geeking the hell out talking about the nerdiest stuff possible with you know you know all our defenses down like we don't care you know then that's what makes it fun and charming i think 
it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. I remember specifically watching you guys. You you recorded something at a mall here in Louisville, Texas, uh, and it, it was it was closed, but they let you in. The, the, you guys had a private uh, that wrestling shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like you. You guys were just crazy going like geeking out all over the stuff. And I was watching that as a one as a fan going, this is really cool. But two, as a collector going, this is one of the greatest experiences uh, that I think a collector could ever have afforded to them. Uh, Is it is it something that maybe you you don't take that for granted, do you? Because you're in you're in this in this store with private time, able to look through things Uh, without being hustled. That's got to be a real a real. Oh, I mean, we've we've gotten some unreal perks of being you know influencers and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean things like I came home today from Impact, and this was on my doorstep. This brand new Ultimate Sergeant Slaughter figure that's not even street legal yet. Things like that, very cool. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I don't I don't take any of it for granted or lightly. You know, some pretty cool stuff. But uh, like I said, it's all authentic, you know, and I think a lot of it is when we start, it's so cool that uh, wrestling has kind of changed since we got in the business. You know, you're allowed to be a fan almost and kind of mm-hmm. let your guard down. Whereas, I mean, when we started and we, we were very fortunate, we got signed to WWE contracts at 20 years old. But like we're in the locker room with Bob Holly and Undertaker. You think we can sit there <laughs> talking about Hasbro's, you know, they beat the <laughs> shit out of us. So like, you know, things have really evolved and now we can kind of like, we always say we've kind of come out of our collector closets, you know, we're open and about it now, which is cool. We went, it was sort of frowned upon back in the day. So I love that it's and not our favorite example to use is the 40 year old virgin. That movie came out in 2005. I believe mm-hmm. this guy went 40 years without having sex because he liked action figures and toys. Yeah. And that movie like doesn't age well. <laughs> to the sense when like the whole plot wouldn't make any sense if someone walked in his house now and that was supposed to be the plot of the story be like oh my god this guy's got a hell of a portfolio here there's some incredible investments like look, yeah, at, this, like, look at this collection like it wouldn't be like Ew, i can't talk to this guy like you know it's just really really changed across the board and i'm proud to be a part of any kind of perception like that you know that's funny now uh jack did you have a question you look like you did well yeah, that's what i was gonna say is, is i think the biggest thing that you've got to be able to acknowledge and is that you kind of had a big part in doing that, in, in moving right. that discussion forward, um, both in, in both within wrestling, I think, and as well as in the collector space. Um, I know early on, uh, I write for one thirty-seven PM. Um, Gary V did some talking about uh, wrestling cards, but then mm-hmm. aside from that, I mean, you've really kind of spearheaded that conversation, and I wrestling cards were something I kind of collected and would talk about quietly. Um, right. Yeah. It's, finally a thing. it's crazy. Now it's a yeah. thing. Um, it was funny. Just a year ago, I put out a post about 2007 tops heritage, Cody Rhodes. I think that's like going to be a rookie. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a yep. big card one day. Um, and it's funny just in a year um, how that card is now a few thousand dollars in PSA high grade. It's just, it's nuts. Do you ever, how do you separate the, say collectible influencer side from the pro wrestler or do you i don't yeah but that that's also the flip side of all the good things we've been talking about with a little bit of heat that matt and i get because like we'll be like damn i don't know why people aren't collecting these original ecw figures they're awesome blah blah blah. and like those things were literally at every wrestling show or every wrestling store for five ten dollars for 20 something years you could have got them easily almost all of them maybe mike awesome and sandman were, were were Forty dollar figures at most, you know, and now they're they've all jumped like skyrocketed, which which I love and I appreciate. I mean, other people trying to collect them don't appreciate it, <laughs> but uh it's cool that like I can bring out the appreciation in them. I mean, Hasbro's 
were creeping for years, creeping, creeping, creeping. Now they've reached astronomical prices. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's it's all bound to happen, you know. Especially with COVID, people just sat home and got super sentimental and had all this time to themselves. And there's just something about your childhood toys and the things you collected when you were a kid that makes you feel so good. It's like indescribable. You know what I mean? You can't go in a time machine and be a kid again, but this is the closest you can get to those good feelings. Or we've had people, I mean, some, some amazing stories, people reach out to us, you know, that my dad bought me this and you know, that's, I always think of it and he's, he's passed on and things like that. Just, just things that are just the human side of collecting. That's like, you know, people don't realize it. you know, people, those, those closed minded people, I think it's just like a nerdy thing to do kind of, you know, don't get it. There's so much more to it. So what you just touched on something there that made me think of a question that I like to ask in this situation. Uh, when you got that first, that first big paycheck and you were able to buy something from your childhood that maybe you had lost or let go, what was that? I didn't uh, have the foresight to do it back then. Mm-hmm. I wish I do recall. And we talk about this all the time on the show when it was early on. So we had just gotten called up in like 2007 and Matt bought a lot on eBay of every WWF LJN mint loose complete all the variants and it was now I mean the price maybe then it was like twelve hundred dollars or something which would have been mm-hmm. seems nuts and now that's like there's ah figure would be that price you know what I mean right. he got the entire set for that and, I, and then I remember they came and they were like unreal I just was like wow this was a great idea I wish I could have and you know I should have thought to do that then instead of 10 years later when i collected ljns you know he was like way ahead of the curve with that one that's um but i mean a lot of things i hopped on before like i have every cw figure autographed i've been working on these hasbros these are all autographed these hasbros these aren't just hasbros everyone hanging up is signed by you know even like you know deceased people which becomes very difficult to do um yeah I, i guess i was slowly making purchases i didn't make one big big jump i got you hey uh i we actually our 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 wrestling analyst is uh, in the chat section here, and we're, he was actually asking a question that I asked you about the wrestling almanac. In fact, uh, we're going to go ahead and give this away tonight. Well, maybe we'll give it away on a retweet or something like that. But uh, Matt wants to know uh, had you, he knows that you've looked through these almanacs before, the one with Rousey on it specifically. Uh, he wanted to know maybe something you liked about it, or maybe some improvements that that could be added uh, uh, from your memory. See, we talk about this all the time, like. PSA's got it made, you know, like grading like wrestling figures is just such a taller task than, you know, mm-hmm. basically cards are all the you know, same size, you know, and they that they make that, you know, that acrylic and it's beautiful and it's form fitting. It's and it's just to do that for collectibles would be so much more difficult. And then the price them out and things like that. And then even to go by like sold listings on eBay doesn't mean the person paid for it, which sucks. So that's not accurate. So I think you guys got as close as you could possibly get. It's but it's it's never going to be perfect. Okay. And that, right. So, but I mean, if you're if you need a, you know a reference, that's a perfect item to have. I mean, what else are you going to do? Um, I think it's pretty good. So, and the, and I was telling the guys before we went on the air, the Ronda one we got. I know we discussed it on like an earlier episode in the pod, and then we had it, and I just like gave it to Ronda, and she was thrilled. I said, "Hey, you're on the cover of this magazine. I thought you'd think it was cool," and she thought it was really cool, and she was pretty grateful about it. That's very cool. That actually, that Ronda figure was actually we had to two of those figures were my son's figures and we brought those into the office and the Ronda we bought as well. You know, oh, nice. So we got it all there. Uh, Mike Jones wants to know, Brian, uh, if Midwest box breaks had a wrestling themed card break, 
would you like to have a spot in it? You're you're getting offered spots in a in a in a, res- a wrestling. Break. Yeah, sure, definitely. That's Mike another Jones. funny thing is like how you do wrestling breaks compared to like okay MLB. You get a team. Right. Wrestling, you got to get a little creative and stuff. We we do some in our uh, Patreon group and it's pretty fun. Or like a pack wars is pretty easy for wrestling, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Things like that. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about your career now, if you don't mind. Yeah, whatever you guys want. So you mentioned Undertaker earlier, and I, I got to ask, every time I interview a, a wrestler or somebody in the industry, I, I like to ask about the Undertaker and specifically wrestler wrestler's court. Did you ever see a wrestler's court? Were you ever a part of a wrestler's court or anything like that? I don't think so. I think that's a little before my time. I think it just kind of was the deathbed of it. I mean, when we started, there was like, like when we started, it was when Miz had all that heat and like he wasn't even allowed in the locker room. So like, and that that kind of stuff doesn't even like happen anymore. So it's kind of funny to even to think on it like that. But um, I, I was fortunate enough to wrestle. Under- I've literally wrestled Undertaker more times than I can remember. Like I've forgotten how many times because that Edge with the the run with Edge, we just it was like every night. So yeah, pretty pretty fortunate, pretty grateful. You know, that's like a uh, it's. It, there's no one else like him, you know what I mean? So you're in there with the Undertaker. It's it's a it's a experience all to itself. It's not even really comparable to anyone else because no one else has had the career he's had or the protected character that he's had for as long as he had. It's pretty unique, pretty special. I'm, I mean, I remember all those nights him coming towards us, you know, with that entrance and that music and the lights down and stuff. I mean, you you got goosebumps going up your shoulders. Basically, it's pretty surreal every time. That's so crazy. So I got to ask a follow up question then. Uh, hearing that story right now, just about the Undertaker and still getting goosebumps coming when he's coming down the aisle. When when did it become okay to break kayfabe, uh, or, or was it ever okay to break kayfabe when Mark was involved? <laughs> no, with him, no, never. No. <laughs> I mean, now he seems like I, I. I mean, I haven't asked him or anything, but I think he realized like I can't be this pretend dead guy anymore. Now that I'm retired, I got to be a normal person and do interviews and kind of you know live my life. So I think he made the right choice to kind of modernize himself and like you know have an instagram and whatever that means you know <laughs> whatever that means to you know keep going because obviously uh you know he's got to keep living his life um i i don't i mean to me kayfabe is what it is at this point because there's just been so many interviews and things like that and documentaries and it's like where do you cross the line i don't know yeah. i i like to think wrestling to to fans nowadays it should be like the way you see a movie you know what i mean i play a character on tv and you think that that I'm good at it or I suck at it? That's that's basically it. You know, it's, you don't you don't go sit and watch Mr. Impossible and be like, "This sucks." Tom Cruise, he's not really a secret agent. It's like, yeah, no shit. But right. you, you you relax and sit back and enjoy it because it's entertainment and it is what it is. And that that's what wrestling is. Nobody's. I don't think anyone's really trying to, um, you know, pull the wool over anyone's eyes anymore. You know, just right. enjoy it. Absolutely, Jack. You got something, buddy? Yeah, you you know you talked about Undertaker. You, in your time, certainly in WWE, you've wrestled some of the greatest of all time. Um, but one of the coolest things that, to me at least, that you got to do um, is, that maybe not a lot of people know about is you you trained with The Rock to get him ready for his return uh, to the ring. What was that like? Being that it was a little bit of a different experience, uh, kind of like behind the scenes. That was surreal. That was one of the coolest things I ever got to do, to be honest with you. I, John Lawrence was calling me like on a Wednesday, and I was like, oh, no, I'm fired or something. Here we go. And he, it was like the most unbelievable phone call ever. To, basically, like Triple H handpicked me and Joe Henning or uh, Curtis Axel to just be like Rock's private like punching bags. So wow. wherever he was, they would, you know, if he's filming in Miami, they would go find a warehouse, set up a ring, and we would just like be on call to like, train with him whenever he had a break 
and then we do it in, you know, he's filming in New Orleans. We go and do it there. Like it was surreal. And then on top of it, he was, he was and is the coolest guy of all time. Like just totally down to earth, funny, charming, like someone that you're around. You're like, okay, this is why this guy's mega successful. Like you just, you know, he's just awesome. Just an awesome individual. Just really, really cool experience. Very cool. Hey, guys, go check out Midwest Box Breaks. You can see that scroll at the bottom of your screen. Use code MBB10 and save 10% off your first break there. Uh, man, so let's talk about the current product. Let's talk about Impact Wrestling. Uh, obviously, you're 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 a vet. You're an OG now. But uh, who are – you said earlier it's kind of like that ECW, that sleeper cell type kind of thing. Who are some names there that that uh, maybe wrestling fans don't know about or should be should be learning about pretty soon? Because you guys are still around, you're making noise, you're, and, and you know you're doing big business. So what's up with uh, Impact uh, as the roster sits currently? Uh, I mean, I think the roster stacked. We got a lot of guys that can go. A lot of awesome characters. Um, I think I personally, I want to work with Sammy Callahan down the line. I think I've always thought the world of him and his intensity, and I think he. Showed people at Slammiversary just, you know, how how hard he can go because uh, he hung with Kenny Omega in pretty wild-ass match that I think people really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, Slammiversary as a whole, I think if you if you need a starting point for Impact and you've, oh, you've, been, you've been sleeping on it and you've, you haven't seen what the modern product is, unfortunately, which I get a lot because now it's been a year that I've been with Impact, people just think, oh, TNA, and, like, mm. they wrote it off so many years ago. But it's not even a recognizable company from when, you know, maybe you let you stop watching it you know it's a completely different brand with you know completely different people and uh i would give it a chance and Sl- i think slam versus past saturday was a was a really really awesome show and that would be a great starting point for anybody looking to get into it you know i my first impact pay-per-view was a slam anniversary here in the dallas fort worth area and i absolutely got hooked i mean the, the roster was completely different uh what it is now, but I, I, I just always, please don't take this as disrespect. I've always loved the can do attitude of the, the roster, man. I, I, oh, yeah. You guys are fighting for that, that name recognition and uh, whether it be vets like yourself or the news guys coming up, I think, I like each one of you are challenging, challenging each other and wanting trying, you know, trying to one up each other to make the product as best as, uh, as best as you can. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, and I think that's what that's what wrestling's at its best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When everybody's got stake in the game, everybody cares. Everybody wants to see the company grow. You know that that's when it's going to be the best. And, I, and Impact has that. You know, we got a lot of passionate people there that just want more. Just want more eyes on the product. You know, we want more people to be aware of like, hey, come see how hard we're working. You know, that kind of thing. It's it's a cool vibe. Very cool. Now you mentioned uh, that the figures around you are they're all autographed. Is that cool with the boys? Is it cool to ask for autographs in the in the locker room? Yeah, I think now, like all that, like I said, that's that's it's fine. I think that's it's all now. understood that that's pop culture and whatever. But I mean, dude, when I started, could you imagine if I asked Bob Holly for an autograph and <laughs> <laughs> scary? Oh, probably would have killed you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it just wasn't a thing. I also I always say this to like old timers and stuff. I, I think I told Tommy Dreamer this recently, like and those guys, like whatever, hardcore Holly, like it's it's hard for them to understand the way like Matt and I grew up with wrestling because they didn't grow up that way. It was so romanticized with us with toys and video games and goddamn bed sheets. You know what I mean? Like everything. Whereas these guys grew up, maybe they liked the business, but like the only thing to really like fixate their passion for it was like a black and white wrestling magazine. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's just a little different. So like, I don't know. They, they, they think like, you know, oh, there's too many marks in the business. We're like, yeah, that's because we loved it. And we grew up, grew up, Absolutely. you know, appreciating and loving it. Yeah, that's, that's just bound to happen. 
I think you see that in other sports too. And then I don't even think it's just a purely wrestling thing because you think about like those rivalries with Jordan and the Pistons or the Knicks and those guys weren't high-fiving afterwards after the game. Yeah. Um, but now you've got like the Jersey trades after mm. games between yeah, rivals. Totally, yeah. You know, yeah. there's more of kind of a, a, a blurring of that line yep. um, where guys can be competitive between the lines, but then be themselves beyond it. And I, I think that kind of has bled over into wrestling as well. Totally. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to start to wrap up here. I got two more questions for you, and then we're going to get to our final five. Uh, I, I ask this every time we have a, a wrestler on the show. The first one is, who has hit you the hardest? Like, absolutely just you, you took a, a hard bump from or something like that. Um, I think anybody who's been in the ring with him knows <laughs> that the stiffest guy in pro wrestling is Mr. Matt Cardona. Always ready himself. And it's the things that you just don't expect to be hard hitting that are so hard hitting that you, you won't believe it. But, uh, (laughs) and if you call him on that, which we all have many a times, he says that when he first started, Arn Anderson told him he was too pretty and he had to lay it in because he's too, too pretty. Gotta make it believable. (laughs) So I guess he's never let that go. That's funny. That's real funny. And the second question I always ask is, um, what, what's been your, Oh my God moment in, uh, in, in your career? Like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I'm here right now. And this is happening. Um, I think the, like the culmination of my losing streak at WrestleMania, winning the tag team titles in my hometown with my best friend, um, you know, after 269 losses and something that I just committed to just cause I, I thought it'd be fun. You know, I, there was no end game in sight and I never even like, I never even like f- would fantasize about how it would end because I didn't want to like drive myself crazy. You know, it's so out of my my hands. Mm-hmm. And then for it to end like that, and you know, in front of my wife and my daughter, and it was just surreal. It's even it's still surreal to even think back on it, how surreal it was. Very cool, very cool. All right, it's time for the final five. These are five random questions that do not have anything to do with uh, with impact or or wrestling oh, collecting oh, oh. or anything like that. So uh, we're gonna get into these, but before we do that. Uh, Brian, please let everybody know where they can follow you and find these uh, Impact Wrestling cards. Uh, Impact Wrestling, Thursday nights on Access TV. It's also on Twitch. Um, Major Wrestling for Your Podcast is on Twitch. So I'm learning all about Twitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twitch is free, guys. So <laughs> don't don't give me an excuse that you don't have Access TV. You can watch on Twitch, and that is free. Uh, check out Impact Wrestling. Please support Impact Wrestling. And uh, I'm everywhere, man. Uh, at Myers underscore wrestling, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I got my hand in a million things. Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, Creative Pro Wrestling. I'm a tra- wrestling coach, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I do it all. I just I just love wrestling to death, so can't get all enough. Right. Guys, go check them out there. Let's get ready for this final five here. Uh, Nick Gable, before we start, says, I watch Impact Weekly. Thanks, Nick, for chiming Thanks, in. Nick. I, I believe uh, Brian will appreciate it. Hey, uh, Jack. You've done these. You've done these final five before, but we're going to go ahead and let everybody participate. If you're in the comment section, you can participate here. But Brian, uh, these are completely random. Would you rather questions? Number one: Would you rather take cold showers for the rest of your life, or never get more than four hours of sleep again? Cold, cold showers. Cold showers. Easily. Easy. What do you got, Jack? Oh, that's an easy answer. Yeah, for sure. Cold, cold showers. Cold. Yeah, it's it's got to be cold showers. I think yeah. we all have kids. Uh, sleep isn't sleep is important. <laughs> traveling like i like i just got home today i'm like i'm barely human right now i need to go to sleep yeah <laughs> all right so we'll, we'll hurry up and get you out of here would you and this is a good one especially for guys our age would you rather have your voice sound like gilbert godfrey or fran drescher Ooh, that's brutal 
I guess Gilbert Godfrey. But yeah. oof, that's a <laughs> terrible question. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's there's no good one. Gilbert Godfrey yeah. needs the masculine answer, I guess. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? I'm taking, I'm taking Godfrey as well. Dresher was so annoying. I don't I think the nanny got canceled because of her voice. I'm not right? sure. Yeah. But it was Godfrey that much better. <laughs> Yeah, he, he wasn't, uh, but at least he was the Aflac duck for a long time. Uh, all right, this is a weird one. Uh, excuse the excuse the question. Would you rather spend a year living at a nudist colony or with the within the Amish community? Whew. Nudist, more fun. Nudist? Yeah, yeah, definitely more fun it. there. Yeah, you get, yeah used to be naked. you get used to being naked after like two days, I'm sure, or whatever. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that'll only be weird for a few days. Then you get yeah. I'll never get used to no internet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the nudist colony is where I do not want to be uh, turning turning butter for fun. No, get out. <laughs> That's not uh, this is a very Texas question. Would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything? Ranch, ranch. Yeah, for sure. What do you, what do you got, Jack? Neither. Neither. Barbecue, Neither? Oh, barbecue wow. sauce. Oh, I'm I'm out I'm on at, barbecue sauce. I'm at the point where I I pretty much only put ketchup on eggs and like a little little bit. Okay. Don't even really okay. use it anymore. See, I say I'm out on barbecue sauce, but that's because I know I know Jack lives in uh, the Carolinas, and you yeah. guys got that vinegar based barbecue sauce. Oh, and I'm yeah, not yeah. about that. Same. I was about to say you're a Texan. They're gonna they're gonna revoke your status over there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not about that stuff. All right. Uh, this is a weird one, and this is the last of the final five. Brian, would you rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? extra finger i'd be really maybe i could turn to like some kind of pitching career <laughs> you got at least you get the utility right with the extra finger yeah, yeah. something nah. i could i could do the the von eric claws my finish there's a lot oh of, man oh, there's, positive there's so that. Many things you can yeah. do with that yeah <laughs> i'm taking the extra <laughs> finger as well yeah. i don't my i have i have very defined black eyebrows and i I would look weird without those. That you look like the one, two, three kid uh, green card Hasbro box. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So true. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it tonight. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, everybody, we will be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central with Tracy Hackler from uh, Panini. We're going to talk about Panini's uh, plans for the national. Uh, I hope you guys come back for that. Brian, Jack, hang out backstage with me. Everybody else. Good night. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.